morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you, from God our Father and our Lord, our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, by your bountiful goodness, release us from the bonds of our sins, which by reason of our weakness we have brought upon ourselves, that we may stand firm until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for this 26th Sunday after Pentecost is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 4 through 8. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This morning, we are going to explore the eighth stewardship principle in our nine-part series. And today, it is God's stewards are served and serving. This means that God's stewards recognize that their stewardship involves a gospel-powered style of life, which is demonstrated in servanthood within all the arenas of life. Now, I hope that as this stewardship series has unfolded so far, you've seen that each principle is a different facet of the same precious gem we call our life in Christ. For example, if we juxtapose last week's principle with this week's, it may help us to understand what I mean. Now, last week we said God's stewards are loved and loving. And today's is God's stewards are served and serving. You see, each principle is a particular facet through which the brilliant light of God's nature shines. And not only his, but also our new spiritual nature, the nature we were given in baptism and faith, the new nature God continues to strengthen and build up in us through his word and sacraments and through the mutual consolation of our brothers and sisters in Christ as well. Now, last week's principle, 
presented a facet of our lives as God's stewards, teaching us that our loving others is the expression of God's love for us in Christ Jesus. In that principle, we learned that love is the hallmark of the Christian life, just as it's an essential attribute of God's character. In other words, we love because He first loved us. But then here, in this week's stewardship principle, we learn another facet, that although God is almighty, His nature expresses itself as a humble servant, as the perfect servant, and that servanthood is also expressed through those who are His through faith. God's servant nature is expressed in Christ. Jesus' whole life was a life of service. Even His death was done in service. That's why He was born. He healed countless sick, drove out demons from people, raised the dead, preached repentance and salvation, and willingly suffered and died on a cross. The second person of the Trinity, Jesus Himself, didn't need to be coerced, bribed, or prodded into setting aside His place in heaven, His power, and all His rights and privileges as God in order to become the suffering servant. He quite willingly became a man so that He could suffer humiliation, torture, and death to atone for the sins of an undeserving world, including yours and mine. And here's a truth that might be a little shocking for some. You know, God doesn't need us. He didn't need to create us. He didn't need to save us. For there is nothing lacking in the triune God. He is perfect. Nevertheless, God in His love chose to bless us with His life, His love, and His service. He created us, loves us, and serves us just so we can benefit from and experience who He is and all He has in store for us. He created us so that we can be served in love and so that we can have the joy of serving in love. That's the encouragement we hear in our epistle reading. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a Being a servant, having the heart or attitude of a humble, loving servant, is the very expression of God-given faith. Humble, loving service is a clear mark of Christian stewardship, and it exemplifies the same attitude that Christ has. So having that attitude or heart coupled with good actions done solely to benefit another is a characteristic of what it means to be a steward of God. Now, there are several places in the New Testament where Jesus makes it quite clear how he feels about his disciples having a servant heart. He even let it be known that greatness in the kingdom of God is measured in terms of service. 
while Jesus was walking with his disciples, and in response to James and John's mother asking him if her sons could sit at his right and left hand in his kingdom, Jesus taught them all, saying, Whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Christian life, our life as God's stewards, is not something we do because we must, or because by doing so we gain points or favor with God. But rather, it's the character of God in us. It's our privilege and honor to be servants, to serve in love. Now, have you noticed yet that the world operates pretty much opposite to the way God does? Have you noticed that the world glories in what God abhors? Our fallen world's ways are not God's ways. How often are goals, you know, like career goals, how often are they set with serving God or others as the primary purpose? No, <laughs> rather they're typically done with an attitude of, hey, what's in it for me? As Christians, it's important to know that your flesh or your old nature is primarily self-centered. So it looks at the world around us, calculating how best to use it or manipulate it to the benefit of us or the self-serving goals of the organization of which we may be part. And in so doing, our sinful nature leads us to subordinate or ignore the best interest or welfare of others. But here's the thing. You can't be in any higher or more beloved position before God on the account of Jesus. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more or to make him love you less. Jesus has set you free from the condemnation of the law. You are free to love and serve not because it's required of you or because you ought to, but rather because doing so is our new way, which is God's way, the way of our new nature, which God has given us by his enormous grace. If you recall back at our second principle, we said that God has privileged us with all we have. So it's important that we don't give ourselves over to our old nature's ways but instead that we develop the habit of being good stewards of our time, our talents, and all our God-given resources. This is not the stewarding of just one thing with which the Lord has privileged us, but of all with which he has blessed us. Everything we have, we should use in ways that bring honor to God and bless our neighbors in all of life. Paul puts it this way in the third chapter of Colossians. Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men. Know that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. In his letter to the Galatians, Paul echoes this sentiment, saying, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. God loves you. His love is evident in his serving you. 
He willingly laid down his life in humble service to you so you can enjoy, experience, and benefit from his love expressed in service to you forever. He did this also that you would be blessed through your love expressing itself in service to others forever. Remembering that one day you will hear Jesus say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Heavenly Lord, you long for the world's salvation. Stir us up from apathy, restrain us from excess, and revive in us new hope that all creation will one day be healed in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.